Hi, bro. Hey, bro. Wow, this is weird. We're in the same room. This is odd. We haven't done this for uh, two years now. I, I don't remember the last time we did it. It's been a minute. It's been a sure. minute. All right, we probably shouldn't spend too much time on that. So, John, I, I, I have to start, since we've been together for several days, I, I have a... Uh, a quality opening for you. Okay. We want to start with a movie review of A Woman in the Window, John. <laughs> you know, it's hard to review a movie from the back of your eyelids. No, no. You, you had a line this morning that I, I thought would have be, been a lot better. I, I, I probably it. ought to back up here. Yeah. And, and, I thought it was and, a bit of a sleeper. Yeah, you <laughs> thought it was a bit of a sleeper. Yeah, there you go. So, so the morning onion gag I sent to the uh, the four of us uh, was the onion story this morning that woman continues with next episode of show even though boyfriend's been dead on the couch next to her for four episodes, not, know, yeah. Yeah. not knowing he's been not, dead since the four episodes, not, or not noticing for yeah. four episodes. So it was kind of like that. Uh, half the audience was asleep uh, within moments of the opening of. A uh, woman in the window with the infamous Amy Adams, uh, and also uh, I choke under pressure. Uh, Moore uh, was the uh, Julian Moore. Yeah, Julian Moore w- was in, and Gary Oldman was looked to be the bad guy. And uh, so uh, I will not give much anything away, but uh, I've heard that there have been reviews that say don't waste your time, and I am not going to rebut that at this point. <laughs> Uh, it was a thriller without a whole lot of thrill. So, uh, a, so there you go. It was a nap well spent. On it was part. a nap. You you chose wisely. I'll Good. just say you chose chose wisely. Uh, today we had uh, a certain kind of fun. We went to a Texas Rangers game, and as I suspect Rangers fans will do frequently this year, watch them lose. Uh, <laughs> in uh, which it, but uh, in worthy fashion. Uh, they had the starting pitcher go six innings, throw, what, 78, 79? 79 pitches, six Had a shutout going, uh, was throwing lots of strikes, a fast-moving game, nothing-nothing game. And in the top of the seventh, the manager decided he'd had too much at 79 pitches. And he brought in a reliever out of the bullpen who very quickly in the seventh inning gave up the only two runs of the game. And that was that. That was that. Yes. In a game, we will say, was seems in hindsight to have been very well managed. (laughs) By one coach, at least. Uh, Oh, you mean, you think think Aaron Boone did a little better job? A little better. Yes, he went a little longer with Jermaine in for seven innings uh, and got good relief pitching, including, uh, of course, the fun of watching Arnoldus Chapman throw 101 miles an hour and left-handed hitters swing at 93 miles an hour, right, yeah, John? it was interesting, yeah, for sure. And, and in fact, at one point, Gary Sanchez, who is not famous for being a great defensive catcher, <laughs> could not catch a strike. He could not get his glove uh-uh. closed at, at the right time. It hit and bounced away from him. <laughs> so uh, that was fun. So we, we've had uh, a good time here in Texas. and uh, the weather. Uh, yeah, had quite a bit of rain this week. But but there uh, we we will move on, uh, John. We lost uh, some money on the Preakness last Saturday. We lost all of our money on the Preakness last Saturday. Uh, yes, uh, Ron Bauer, who won, was uh, 
11 to 1. Yeah, so so we, we can say a uh, solid surprise. In fact, uh, in uh, all my research, I heard nobody say anything like, oh, yeah, Rombauer might win. a good sleeper. Yeah, good sleeper this, this is my sleeper pick. Yeah, no, no, nobody even... Uh, kind of like you last night uh, wasn't even a sleeper, John. Uh, it was uh, it was an out of nowhere eleven to one shot, and uh, Medina Spirit and Midnight Bourbon could not hold on. And uh, as you say, we we lost money along with a lot of other people. And the favorite finished ninth out of ten. Uh, I don't I don't think uh, concert tour ended up being the favorite. Oh, was it the Morning Line favorite? No, no, no. Uh, Medina Spirit, I think, ended up being, was the morning line favorite, ended up being the favorite, although Midnight Bourbon for a while took over that spot. But uh, it leads to a, a wide open and interesting Belmont in two weeks. Uh, I guess Ron Bauer is coming back and running, which is a little bit of a surprise. Um, Medina Spirit is not, but Essential Quality, who is the morning line favorite and the favorite in uh, the Derby and finished fourth, will be running. Uh, I think Midnight Bourbon thinks they're, he's going to run. There should be a quality assortment of horses, and we'll all be guessing yet again, John. Mm-hmm. I'm probably guessing wrong. Funny oh, thing. Funny breaking thing. news. Yeah. Uh, Bob Baffert is banned from the Belmont Stakes by... New York racing officials. Uh, I saw earlier in the week that uh, Baffert was not allowed to enter horses in New York until he was cleared in Kentucky for the uh, Derby. So it could be a temporary ban. Could Well, if he's cleared in Kentucky, there's no reason to ban him, right? Right. But uh, I don't. I did not know when the second sample would end up being tested. It seems bizarre to me. Ho-hum at the lab. We have other things to do other than figure out who really won the Kentucky Derby. Does not seem like a high priority to us. So. No, like we said, uh, it's not like they're giving back the money. Yeah. Or well, taking the money away from the people that uh, won betting on Medina Spirits. Or, well, uh, or Medina. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but... They'll take the prize money, or won't they? They got to figure out who to yeah, cut the prize money. Prize money that would be that could be significant. A million eight to the winner. Yeah, I mean, you and I are, yeah, a million eight. <laughs> What's a million eight? So, John, uh, you, uh, I, you were flashing through the PGA uh, results, John. Um, I have Roy McElroy in our pool. You do. How am I doing, John? Uh, you could be doing better. I could be doing better. You are in second place in the pool as of Thursday. Thursday's well, I, that's but, but, but the more relevant thing is how many people am I going to have not make the cut? And Mr. McElroy has started on Thursday in a way that makes me worry he's not going to make the cut because he's going to play tomorrow afternoon in the tougher conditions. Yep, he was one of the early golfers today um, who mostly fared better a lot better than the afternoon golfers today with the exception of Corey a handful Con- of guys the, the very well-known Corey Connor who the is Canadian. two ahead Canadian Corey Connor that's right with three C's alliteration Canadian Corey Connor <laughs> worth a cornucopia of birdies today huh? yeah 
Brandon Grace played well in the afternoon today as well. So did somebody we didn't really expect to. Old Lefty himself had a flash in the pan this afternoon. and uh, Flash in the pan. Yeah. Is that what we're calling it? So Phil Mickelson had a two under round today and uh, in, in high, high stress conditions. The golf course is the longest they've ever played a major championship on. And the wind was 20-ish miles an hour, at least, all day. It was pretty solid. It, it, was, it was pretty stiff out of the east. Uh, the predictions, according to the, the this morning, were that Sunday the wind was going to be from 180 degrees different direction, which is always a challenge. Uh, I've always heard that golfers get used to it out of a certain direction and know how to play, right, John? And then you come out the next day and it's the opposite direction. Uh, your game plan changes a lot, right, John? It does. Yeah. And it's probably my favorite thing about golf itself. It, it is the wind is the one great equalizer. It is the one thing that all golfers struggle with. And the pros, most notably, I mean, it really turns amazingly good golfers into, I'm not going to say your average Joes, because unlikely any, you know. I'm the average Joe, and you saw yeah. it yesterday, and I mean, they don't look like that, John. I'm a five handicap, and I probably wouldn't have broke 120 today at, at that golf course, so especially from that distance. All right. Uh, so, so this is going to be entertaining. Uh, it is a, a golf course that is not a links, but a semi-Lynx course. But the uh, point is, it's very sandy, and they have some uh, cart paths that are sand that the ball might do anything on. And then near them, they have some, uh, help me, John, uh, some sort of grass. Uh, it's... It's not fescue. No. But it looks a little bit like fescue. It's very long. It's kind of gnarly. Almost knee high. Well, over knee high where balls can be lost is my point. I, I saw a couple people taking drops onto the sandy path because they could not find their ball or did not think they could play their ball. That's nuts. Yeah. yeah. So they, 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 they may have a rough time. Uh, and it will be fun to watch. Unfortunately, I don't know that either John and I will be watching because we're both traveling this weekend, but uh, we will make something up on next week's podcast to make it make you think that we did. So, uh, John, early call. Is my son going to win the pool amongst us again? It looks like we... Man, I hate to say that it, there could be a chink in the armor this week, but he's in third. Out of the four of us right now, but he's only a couple strokes behind. Josh Swerve, our probably the least knowledgeable golfer of the four of us. Wow. I, I'm sorry, Swerve. If you listen to this, you would you, you would be hurt, but uh, you don't listen, so F you. Shots okay. fired. Yeah, shots fired. Right. Okay. Okay. So anyway, jo Josh is he in picks, the lead. He's been picking first for the last six majors for a reason. No, I picked first last one. Just to I was be trying fair. to be nice. I, I, I just want to be accurate here. I, I, didn't want I, 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 I find it that I do never, I never quite pick the right people. It seems I pick people who I think are going to be solid and they have off weeks frequently. Somehow my son always picks people who make the cut. His entire team makes the cut. And that pretty much is a winner. 
uh, because of one guy not making the cut. But nobody really wants to hear us discuss this, except I just, just, just to let you know that there might be hope that uh, the long-standing kid genius streak might be, uh, might be in doubt. Just Did we go back and be... figure out how many in a row he's won? Oh, we did not. And uh, I don't I, really want to. I don't really want to either. It would just, <laughs> just, just bum, bum me out. Uh, John, uh, while you were napping last night, <laughs> I watched a pretty good NBA game. Yes. Uh, I am a little, dis- I'm a little bummed I missed it. Yeah. Uh, so the NBA could not have gotten a better promo than this game. Uh, somehow the standings fell to a one-game shootout between Golden State Warriors and the Lakers with, or if you want to put it the other way, people might put it LeBron versus Steph. Yeah. And uh, LeBron ended up making the game-winning shot. LeBron James. LeBron James made the game-winning shot. Of course, Steph had a game for the ages, like 37 yeah. points and... He shot over 50% from the floor, and yeah, so uh, a great game. Steph didn't exactly have a bad game, that is for sure. Yeah, uh, great, great game. Uh, Lakers survive, go on, they get to play the Suns, which we've talked plenty about. There hasn't really been an upset in these opening play-in games yet. That was the only, well, I guess you know, the Grizz only beat the Spurs by four, so that's but, that was a close game. It was close, but the the the, high, the better seeded team has won all four yep. games, so uh, it has gone almost as expected. What? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then there are games tonight, uh, but uh, yeah, I just read the five thirty eight article on uh, whether the Nets really should be favored or not, and they pretty much said no. Uh, and they have them as only the fourth pick in whatever algorithm, to use a word we've used a lot the last few yeah. days, algorithm, uh, John, uh, 538 uses to predict uh, sports. Uh, they have them as the number four pick. You know who they have number one, John? Lakers? Lakers aren't even ahead of the Nets. Sixers? They're second. John will be surprised, as will Knicks. whoever's listening to the... What <laughs> What freaking... Do you know anything about algorithms, John? Well, what, what freaking algorithm? I was going to be surprised, so I said Knicks, because that would have been surprising. And, oh, I, I don't know how the algorithm... Clippers, probably, I guess. Clippers are number one, right. Which I find surprising, as they are the three... Four. They are the three... Four seed. They play the Mavs, right? They're the three seed, I think, in the West. Who's the three seed? Did the Nuggets get Nuggets? Yeah, did, Nuggets are the three. The Nuggies. Are you sure? Yep. Nugs are three. Clips okay. are four. Mavs. All right, they are the four. So that makes it even more surprising, to some extent. Uh, I guess Mr. Leonard and Mr. George. And whatever the five thirty eight is seen, I'm not real sure where they come up with. But can we bring up Paul George's history in the playoffs? What's Paul George's history in the playoffs? Exactly. Other than he's never he's never won. Exactly. One. What is his history in the playoffs? Is this is this a discussion kind of like a dinner last night over Brandel Chambly? Yeah, he's a he's a choker. 
He he is he is uh, well. I guess we can't really say that about Brent, but uh, Paul does not have. Well, in fairness to Paul, Mister George, sir, has he ever played on a team that really? Last year's Clippers is it? Uh, I mean, he played for the Pacers for years, and they barely made the playoffs. They were a good team. I mean, they had a couple of good. I mean, he was the guy. A couple he was times. the guy. I mean, he, he was had, he had the decent, guy. Right. He had some decent talent around you. He never had like obviously never had Kawhi Leonard or anybody quite to that level. Didn't have the big three now that apparently right. it takes for every team to make it. Right. Big three championship. So. Yes. Um, so I guess. In what has defense, he done that makes him a choker? I know it's what he hasn't done. That makes no, what him has he done that makes him a choker? When, he when was he ever in a situation where he didn't he come up? He completely big... disappeared last year. He was non okay. relevant. It's last year's. The yeah. Year. Okay. But his quote today is there's a big difference in my mindset now versus the bowl. I will say. Having followed him as a Pacer fan, for for instance, uh, uh, what goes on between his ears and pops out of his mouth uh, is uh, a mis- mysterious and mystical experience. So it is. Uh, he might say anything and might be thinking any given thing. But uh, yes, Clippers were number one, a bit of a surprise, and then it was the Sixers. And then uh, my memory fades. It had to be. Uh, what about the Jazz or the Nugs? It was the Jazz. Yeah, the yeah. Jazz are pretty solid. Yeah, well, and they're one seed and so on and so forth. So, uh, yes, NBA starting. Uh, and just to remind you, um, in case you were looking for something to view this weekend uh, in your spare time, uh, the Celtics won the 7-8 game, so they are playing the Nets in the first round, which might have a little bit of juice. Yeah, I think that's – I hope so. Yeah. It might be the only chance at an upset. You know, it's unfortunate whoever wins this Pacers-Wizards game gets to go get curb stomped by the Sixers in probably three straight games or four. Do they do four? No, no, they're on the seven. They're on the seven. They're on the seven, I think, now. Yeah. Yes. So. Okay, so uh, NBA coming up big. Uh, obviously, we're going to be watching the PGA uh, this weekend. Uh, we watched the woman in the window, uh, uh, John. Uh, let, let me. We watched um, State of the Union. J- John, I, I, you slept through it, but I got to drop this in for you. This is our entree into the MCU this week, John. Okay, okay. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, the Falcon was uh, her dead husband in, in last night's uh, movie. Anthony Mackie? Is that his name? Yes, he was her husband who, uh, I will say, he, he is dead, we find out fairly early on. Uh Amy Adams. Amy Adams' dead husband. Yes. Is Amy, there? Is there are. Family? There were flat. There were significant flashbacks with him. Yes. Really. Yes. So there you go. And, and you know, I did not know his name. So I was watching, saying, "Hey, that's the Falcon uh, uh, doing uh, as her as her husband." You didn't so. miss not the Winter Soldier. It was definitely the Falcon. It was right? Falcon. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. new Captain American slash Falcon. I. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 
We're going to go down that MCU rabbit nope, hole I'm right not now. Gonna, I'm so, not going to bore our So are you our going, listeners. You, were you trying to talk, you want to go and try and talk about State of the Union, were you, John? State of the Union. I, I got was, I got John and, and, and his wife uh, and my wife to watch uh, Nick Hornby's second, State of the Union. Second time around for you and Karen. Yes. It came out two years ago. Uh, it is on Sundance and it is 10 approximately 10 minute episodes uh by the relatively famous uh you know when you talk about authors uh british novelist nick hornby who is most famous a for high fidelity the, which he wrote the book and the screenplay for the movie with john cusack i did not know and that. The guy That's who directed High Fidelity, Stephen Frears, is the guy who directed this. Okay. Okay. I can. Um, I see the results Nick, now. Nick is also famous in movie land because he was nominated for an Academy Award for doing the screenplay for a movie called Brooklyn with uh, Shirsa Ronan. You didn't see it. I missed that one. Okay. All right. So just, uh, he, he has some cred in terms of movie credits too. So uh, this is a, a very fun, let me tell you, since uh, this is my area of expertise, yeah. uh, this is um, 10 minute episodes and it is all about one couple who is going into marital counseling each week. And it is about the 10 minutes before the counseling session uh, each week in the pub across the street from the therapist's office, yep. which is important in, in, in various aspects. Uh, starting with the first episode, which is going to be their first uh, therapy session. Uh, right, John? Yeah, the whole thing is... Yeah, there, there's a lot of setup there, but it's very funny. Uh, she drinks uh, is Rosamund Pike is uh, Louise, the, the, the wife. Oh. Uh, and she uh, she drinks white wine of some sort, and uh, it Chris is Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd, who is famous for what in your mind, John? Uh, well, bridesmaids. He was Brides- the, he's the cop in bridesmaids. He's a bride and co- uh, he is that, the cop in bridesmaids. Infatuated with um, um, Kristen Wiig. Okay, and so he he is the husband. Uh, named Tom, and he's drinking pints in the pub across from the therapist's office. We see the couple before them come out a couple times, and there is some discussion about how they're doing, right, John? The couple's coming out, yeah. So yes, there is, especially yeah. when she dumps him. Oh, now, now, spoiler oh, alert. Well, spoiler. it's two years old. Is it two years old? It yeah. is hard oh. to find, so, I mean... It's a bit obscure. It's a bit obscure, and... and Literally, people, for for 100 minutes of your time, it is, I know you've all, I mean, for the, those of us, that are, those of you that listen to our podcast, I know you've all wasted hours and weeks binge-watching TV series. This is one that is well worth 100 minutes of your time. It is fun, it's fast, and you just let it ride, you start it, and just let it go right on through. Well, John, I was surprised that... Uh... We watched eight episodes in a row one night. But one of the appealing things might be the 10-minute episodes that uh, are not very big pieces for you to bite off. Uh, no, they're not. They're, I mean, there's a lot. A lot happens with each. It's amazing how much you can get 
smash into 10 minutes. Right. They do a good job. And their banter back and forth is is so good. And it is and really good to see Rosamund Pike in a non-complete bitch role that she's so good at doing. But she was really good in this as well. So Yeah. Yes, because we both saw... Whatever the name of the thing where she's I running, I care deeply, or I, I, I care a lot. I care a lot. I care a lot. With, with, where she's running nursing home people into nursing homes. Yes, with right? um, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage is, is her adversary. Yes, yeah, it's quite good too. That is very good, and but it's quite different. It is not funny. No, <laughs> well, there's some funny parts. It's not funny. <laughs> not on purpose. Peter Dinklage uh, but, and his but, mom. But this that is, part's kind of funny. Okay. State of the Union, uh, pure yes, comedy, good, good, good stuff. I, I, in my household, some of it is now kind of what uh, part of family lore and, and jargon. Yeah, you know? uh, including let, let me just say, not that this won't give much away. Uh, one episode, they spend some time discussing who their fictional mates would be. <laughs> yeah. You're, I, who the next one and it is Nigel, Nigel. and Naomi, which is now uh, our uh, code for you know the next person you marry. You know, uh, make sure Nigel will let you get away with that. You know, or Naomi, you're never going to get Naomi to do that, right? right. Yeah, that sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, so it gives you that kind of uh, stuff to talk about. So it's uh, it, it was good stuff, right? I think. I mean, it's. One thing, I mean, Chris O'Dowd, obviously he's he's not a well-known actor, but he plays the role he plays really well. He's, uh, he's good with facial expression. I mean, he's very expressive. And in the, in the, this is a two-hander, lots yes. of short, you know, close camera shots. And, it, and he furrows his brow yeah. and twists. And, like, you know, really? uh, Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Well, when you say that, when you say reasonable, yeah. what do you mean? What do you mean reasonable? Right? Yeah. So, uh, and, and that, let me just. John and I were both both in agreement. Uh, he says at the beginning of the second episode, it took balls for me <laughs> for me to for me to come back. And she says, "Well, and bigger ones, the longer it took." And she says, "What? Like antique globes?" And he's like, "Well, yes." So the title of the second episode is uh, Antique Globes, which you have no idea what it means because we <laughs> gave it away. But I have huge balls, Antique Globes. And it's like, uh, and she's like looking at him, right, John? With, oh, yeah. like, like, what? Yeah, what? That, that was so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty good. Hey, good stuff. Uh, I feel like uh, we did watch some baseball. John, there's been no hitters have become nothing, John. Six of them now in the season. Okay, so John, what is the correlation between the fact there have been six of them and only three teams have been no hit? <laughs> Not maybe those three teams aren't very good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, it, one begins to wonder if maybe those three teams might not be great hitters. Uh, I'm trying to. Did somebody say? One of them is last in the. It doesn't even hit two hundred as a team right now, so uh, it's also you and I can lament the uh, nature of baseball these days, John. Uh, uh, what twenty seven percent strikeout rate? 
more it's either a strikeout, a walk, or a home run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So uh some nights nobody uh nobody hits a home run and lots of people strike out and walk and there's nothing in between. So it is incredible. What'd you say we're on a pace for twenty something no hitters at this rate? Yes, we've for got the year. yeah we've got six to this point, which is a record before June. Um, and and then more point, than eight. It's only season. it's only twenty. It's May twentieth. Yeah, before before days. June. Right. We had days. we had back to back nights where we had them. So the record for a season is eight. I I'm feeling that we might break that. I and that's without as you say without counting Bumgardner's, which yes the statistic. People at MLB do not make one, because and it was for the seven inning, it game. was a one of the games of a doubleheader, which they now play seven inning doubleheaders, and he went seven innings and no hit them, and uh, but that's not a no hitter; it's just a seven inning shutout. Hey, I wonder if if today was a doubleheader. I wonder if Woody would have pulled the <laughs> Dunny. And pulled Dunning right before the seventh inning at 79 pitches. Uh, no, I probably... I mean, it wasn't a no-hitter. I mean... But, no, no, but he probably wouldn't have because he'd be worried about arms in the second game. Maybe. 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 But who, who knows what Woody was thinking. Woody was thinking John King is good, and that did not work out today. Yeah. No, it did not. Uh, yes, so... Yes, so, but no the Rangers, hitter. the Rangers, the Indians, and the Mariners—they have a lot more baseball games to play this year. And they have six no hitters against the three of them this year already. So, yes, they uh, have. They they accommodate for all six of the uh, no hitters. They're you know, all American base. League teams, which is strange. That is interesting because American League remind you all has an extra hitter. Yes, yeah. so you would think it would be harder, even harder to do, but. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, I don't know what to think of baseball. Uh, the White Sox have a guy who is uh, great at hitting uh, with two two strikes and is hitting about 300. His name's Nick Madrigal, and he hit a home run this week. And he, he said he knew he had hit one at some point but uh, and was happy to have his first. But he wasn't going to be shooting for the fences. He's very much a uh, singles hitter, but there aren't very many of them left. That is a rare breed in today's right. doesn't, doesn't strike out much, and uh, he puts a ball in play. Uh, but we can lament that that's not the world we live in, John. So, you, what did I? Oh, you were you were a little too far away to hear. I think Rugi Odor, Rugnid Odor, who's hitting one ninety five. Did it, oh yeah, because his batting average went up today with his did it with pitch. I think maybe I don't know. No, you don't. You know it doesn't help. I know it doesn't. Yeah. I was being facetious. Were you? I, I but, did. I hear the Rangers are paying most of his salary. I think they're paying him to be a Yankee. Is that right? They pay more than the Yankees do for him to be a Yankee. That does not seem right. <sighs> doesn't does it? No, no. I mean, um, they, talk about. Was he their best player last year, last couple of years? He hasn't been their best player since he punched, what's his name, from the from Toronto. Okay. So, uh, 
Yeah, I, uh, how Batista? does he? How does he have a big? How does he have a big contract? And because he had that massive, he had that great five game um, series in the uh, ALDS in two thousand sixteen, and then they said, "Here, take all my money." <laughs> Played five great games in postseason. Okay. I I, I, mean, I, I, heard, I do I do not I, I I admit I do not follow the Yankees or the Rangers. Uh, I knew that Odor was playing for the Yankees, uh, and, but I I did not know this about his contract uh, being uh, the Rangers were eating part of his contract in the deal, uh, which I find mystifying because John I've heard the Yankees have money. Yeah. And I've heard I've heard the Rangers have spent years <laughs> dumping payroll. So I, I, it makes it's like what were they both sides drunk and forgot who they were or something? Uh, but yeah, so the Odor uh, trivia is, is good. Uh, busting his poor chops, I, I feel really bad for him that we're doing this to him. But uh, who won the Houston A's game, John? Why you're on the computer in front of me? The winner of the game was going to be in first place in the American League West, is why I'm asking. It was 3-1 Houston, the last score I saw. 8-4 Astros. Astros are hitting like a bunch of... 14 hits. They're, they're hitting like the 1927 Yankees. Is that the magical year? <laughs> yeah. All right. So there we go. We've killed 30 minutes, and our wives are sitting in the other room wondering why we're not eating dinner. Right, John? What dinner? What dinner? Yes. So uh, we, we need to go. Uh, thank you for listening. And a shout out to our man, Dan. Dan the man. Dan the man, who we're going to get a Obvious Brothers t-shirt for just because. Looking and slim as ever. Looking, uh, John is busting him on, it, on this. Uh, it's unfortunate that we're going to get him a medium t-shirt. But uh, that's, that's an inside joke. And uh, we'll come back to it uh, Next week, John's been fat shaming him, which is not nice. So, love you, Dan. Uh, love you, John. Look forward to next week. Me too. It was great spending this week with you, bro. You too, bro. All right. All right. Bye, bro. Bye, bro.